is the Hammer Down Racing Report. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, October 15th, show number 152. I see the team uh, getting in place here. And there they are. What? What? Oh, there we Scott are. Scott Hammer. Hi, everybody. Ron Miller, Jerry Keezer with you tonight. Big show on tap coming at you live from our Hammer Down Racing Report home studios. I even changed the angle of my camera. I don't even know if you guys even notice. It was over there. Yeah, we were oh, looking yeah. at you that way. Yeah, I always felt awkward. <laughs> I'm in a very tight space, though. Like the ceiling is right here. So, <laughs> what, what can you do? Coming up on the show tonight, we're going to speak with uh, Sassy Hassey. McKenna Hassey, a uh, sprint car racer, made her uh, first trek to Fremont Speedway for the Jim Joanne Ford Classic this past weekend. And then actually was in an uh, accident on the way home from the race shop. Uh, pretty serious uh, deal. We'll be talking to her. Uh, we're going to kind of keep it brief because I guess she's still feeling the effects of that. So um, that's on the way. We're going to talk about McNulty Speedway. At least I think that's how we're pronouncing. It's a new dirt track at the Lucas County Rec Center, and exciting. Uh, can have somebody uh, on to talk about that a little bit later on this evening. They got a, a big event coming up this weekend, I do believe. So make sure to uh, support our sponsors. Uh, they support us. So uh, yeah, because of them, it makes things happen. Of course, talking about Ron Miller Race Cars seven three four eight five six seven two two three for race cars, parts, safety, equipment, and service. Everything a racer needs. Big D's Pizza in Clyde. Make sure to mention the Hammerdown Racing Report. Save 10% off any order. It's pretty cool. Hey, seen Dean, Dean had a special announcement this week. He introduced the Crustless Pizza Bowl. I missed that. Keto dieters. Yes. Very much so. Looking forward to getting up there and checking that out. What exactly is that? It's basically a pizza without the crust, but it's in a... In a, uh, a pizza bowl. Aluminum foil type tin. So, okay. It, it's <laughs> okay. Well, when you're doing a low carb diet, you can't have all the crust. You can't have all those carbs in the crust. So, grab your fork and dig in. There you go. He's got something for everything. Probably, probably a little messier to eat with your fingers than a regular pizza. Right. A lot more than just pizza there. They got fish, and I mean, it's like a, they got everything. Oh, their menu is amazing. And the desserts were pretty darn good, too. Uh, yeah. also, also, thanks to Millstream Speedway. Uh, look for them to return to racing action. Uh, yeah, right there. I'm wearing this. Uh... Yeah, I gotta go oh, you weren't rocking them off. Oh, you're sure. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Good, because I, from... I had some questions about that. <laughs> I was hoping I got answers. Uh, All Mil right. Mill Street Speedway, uh, look for them to return to action in 2021 or whenever the restrictions are lifted as far as the uh, uh, occupancy fans that they can have in, in the stands. So. Hopefully that'll be by next summer. Fingers crossed. And uh, I did get a text or a message uh, from Scott. Uh, it doesn't sound like uh, it's going to be a, a, a go for the hangover race, too. Oh. I was disappointed, too, but, you know, maybe next year. You got a whole year and several months to try and talk him into it. Uh, last chance to. What? Uh, what? Oh. Yeah, for, okay. For the following year. Uh, last chance to uh, nominate us for the uh, Toledo City Paper Best of. Uh, those nominations are going to be wrapping up on October 18th. So hit up our Facebook page at uh, 
facebook.com slash report. I get distracted. I see us, and we're like 30 seconds behind on this other computer I have over here. I was like, what's going on? I was frozen for a minute. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, our Facebook page. It's uh, pinned at the top. You can click on that post there. It'll take you right to the nomination page. Just scroll down. Uh, podcast is the category that we're in. And while you're there on the same page, there's a whole bunch of other categories you can vote for. Meteorologist is one of them. Make sure to vote for uh, Ryan Weekman as uh, he is your official Hammerdown Racing Report weekend weather pit stop meteorologist. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Try saying that three yeah. times real fast. I'm impressed I got that out. And we'll have his forecast. Uh, there is some racing coming up this w- weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. So lots, uh, lots to cover on the show tonight. Coming at you live on YouTube and Facebook. And for some reason, our Periscope uh, Twitter is uh, not working. An error has occurred. This usually is temporary. Wait a moment and then try again. So if you're trying to watch us over there. I heard heard on the news that uh, Twitter is temporarily down. Well, that might have something to do with it then. Yeah, maybe. That's all right. Most of our viewers are on Facebook and and YouTube anyway, so... Um, well, I won't blame that on our new uh, streaming platform then. Cool. Thanks for that tidbit of information, Mr. Professor. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else was I going to Oh, if you want to become a uh, sponsor of the Hammer Down Race Report, get in contact with me. Uh, 30 bucks will get you on for uh, four, four weeks' worth of shows. And uh, speaking of which, and I haven't told you guys this before we came on, but I've already been working on our uh, championship shows where we get all the champions from the local tracks on. Uh, starting in November, I'm calling that Champions Month, uh, and I, I've got a lot of them already committed and booked, so we're good. We'll talk more about that later because we have another big guest coming up on two weeks from tonight, I believe. Yeah, the 29th. Oh, that, I, that, I was that's a, little, a big deal. Yeah, I, and Jerry set this up, so I, I'll, I'll have, give him the honors to uh, promote that, and then uh, we check out the racing roundup from last week. Sounds good. We're looking forward to on October 29th, bringing in Dr. Donald Ryder, a.k.a. Bounce, a longtime sprint car owner, ran with uh, Hewitt in the 70s and 80s. He's also the director of the Pride Land of the Southland Marching Band for the University of Tennessee. And he's bringing his very good friend and longtime ESPN personality, Dr. Jerry Punch, along. We're going to be telling, hearing some great stories from Dr. Punch and from Bounce. Should be a tremendous show. Make sure you tune in on October 29th. Yeah, or, they need to turn in, tune in every Thursday, but especially. Well, absolutely. And if you can't catch us live, you know, you're working or, or something, always available on demand uh, as a podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google, podcast, whatever. Any hey. platform. It all works. So. Hey. All right. So what, hey. what, uh, yeah, my phone's hey. talking hey. to me. What, uh, what happened this past weekend, Jerry? Well, this past weekend in the racing roundup up at Fremont Speedway, Cap Henry won the opening night of the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic with the All-Star Circuit of Champions and Fast 410 Sprints. Matt Foose had a big lead wiped out in a 305, featured by a late caution, but was able to hang on for the win Friday night. Sean Valenti earned his 60th career feature win at Fremont Speedway by winning the dirt truck feature on Friday night. On Saturday, Aaron Reitzel finished off his third Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit Champions Championship by winning the 410 feature on night two of the Jim Joanne Ford Classic. Reitzel led all 40 laps to win the 10,000 to win feature. Paul Weaver won yet an eighth 305 uh, sprint car feature of the year on Saturday, and Sean Valenti racked up win number 61 in the dirt trucks, where... The professor, Ron Miller, had a very respectable eighth-place finish in the 911 truck. Ah, uh, come on now. Let's let's be fair. It was truly a seventh-place finish. 
We just I got, was gonna we got scored for eight. What's the pay difference between those two positions? Not a clue. I didn't get to go to the pay window. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. So how, no. How was the ride? It was fun. It really was. I, I can tell you that in the heat race, the truck and I hated each other. We, we were not friends at all. Uh, had to go out for the B main, started eighth. We made several changes to the truck. And the car was a whole, the truck was a whole lot more to my liking. Uh, we went from eighth to second and had the leader in sight. Uh, I felt pretty comfortable. Started 17th in the feature and uh, got up to seventh. The, uh, they had announced that there would not be any tech, so some of the really sharp guys moved their transponders, uh, their, their scoring devices, to the front of the truck. And uh, oh, is there is my, there proof to this, or is this just my, an allegation? My, my truck owner didn't do that, and uh, I got I, I won by about a half a length, but the truck the transponder said I lost by that. So, all right, yeah. whatever. But anyway, it, it really was. It was a great time. Uh, I've got to thank Mark Kackenmeister for allowing me to drive his truck. Uh, I think we learned a lot that uh, could help us build even better pieces for next season, make some changes to his. Uh, all in all, it was a very profitable night learning-wise. Very cool. Glad you had a great run. Congratulations, Ron. <laughs> Moving on with the racing roundup, the Lucas Oil Late Model Series canceled last weekend uh, due to the hurricane. What's it? Delta, Echo. Yeah, yeah, it was the uh, the fraternity. Uh, yeah, thing. the fraternity. <laughs> so with that, the uh, Lucas Oil Championship went to Jimmy Owens. The final race of the season for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series is the 40th annual General Tire Track World Champion. Dirt Track World Championship at Portsmouth Raceway Park on Friday and Saturday, this Friday and Saturday, uh, October 16th and 17th, where none other than Young Money, Kyle Larson, will be in action. Uh, with the World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, the Nittany Showdown at Port Royal Speedway last weekend, Kyle Larson won both Friday and Saturday at Port Royal. Next up for the Outlaw Sprint Cars, Lakeside Speedway in Kansas City, Kansas on Friday, and then the Jason Johnson Classic at the Lake Ozark Speedway in Eldon, Missouri on Saturday. In NASCAR news, the A.J. Allmendinger emerges a victor in the rain-soaked NASCAR Xfinity Series Drive for the Cure 250 early Saturday evening on the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval. The race served as an elimination race in the series playoffs for the Xfinity Series. Harrison Burton, Michael Annette, Brandon Brown, and Riley Herbst were eliminated from the championship. Chase Elliott continued his road course excellence on Sunday by winning the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval for the second straight season. Reigning NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Busch Austin Dillon, Dillon, Eric Amarola, and Clint Boyer were eliminated from championship contention. Next up for NASCAR, the Truck Series is at Kansas Speedway for the Clear Harbors 200 on Saturday at 4 p.m. on Fox. Xfinity Series has the Kansas Lottery 300 at Kansas Speedway on Saturday at 7 p.m. And the Cup Series is in action on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. on NBC for the Hollywood Casino 400. Uh, at Montpelier Motor Speedway Saturday night, the super, or sorry, the Thunder cars were in action with Bill Bradley picking up the 15-lap A-Main feature. Gage Allen won the 12-lap four-wheel drive, front-wheel drive compact feature. Bub Roberts picked up the 25-lap modified feature, notable with uh, Oakshade regular Adam Noonan in action in the UMP modifieds. Didn't make it out of the B-Main, but still had the car looking pretty good throughout the night. Noonan and driving a modified, huh? Yes, sir. Nice. 
Yep, uh, and then the Super Street cars. Tony Anderson picked up yet another feature win at Montpelier. He's been dominant there for so many years in the Super Streets. But some of the Oakshade regulars were there as well, uh, with Jacob Gamber finishing third in the A-Main, uh, piloting the 11C that had been piloted by Bubba Kundick throughout the season at Oakshade. Uh, let's see, Derek Roseman was there. He finished 10th in his 60R car. And Dalton Ifland in the 165R finished 13th in the A-Main for the Super Streets. Uh, next up for Montpelier Motor Speedway, Right now, tentatively, is uh, October 24th with a regular show. And then October 31st is what I'm being told will be the Monster Mash. Full details on that to, to come. Uh, I'm sure it'll be on their Facebook and, and on their website. Now, this is uh, the original promoter back uh, running the, the ship there. This is Harold Hunter uh, running the show and his wife, Lori. Uh, everything went off without a hitch. Uh can't say enough about the way everybody was treated. I, I think we had a really great show this past Saturday. You know, luckily I was able to be part of that team and, and help out, and it, it turned out really well. Awesome. I might have to show up for one of those shows then. Well, I, I'm hoping that, that the Monster Mash definitely happens. There, There's a little a bit of a talk of me possibly getting to pilot a, a stock car during the Monster really? Mash. So if, Yeah, so if you bring the Ocho up, maybe we can rub wheels. Well, that's great. <laughs> Big blue target. Yeah. We can't hear you, Ron. What happened? Uh -oh. I think his battery may have gone dead. Uh-oh. He's working. Nope. He's under. There he is. I'm, I'm good. Is. I'm good. I was under the hood. That's uh, right. He was working there, doing some hard work. Uh, all right. Well, uh, anytime now, we should be hearing from McKenna. Has, ha, uh, I keep pronouncing Hasse. 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 Like sassy. Sassy Hasse. Spelled like Haas, but pronounced Hassey. Yep. Uh, so sassy owner, owner, owner wing cap. For it, it does. Top wing cap, yes. And uh, she's got quite a story, actually. She's 23 years old. First female driver to win in a uh, sprint car feature at Knoxville over in Iowa. She's from uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, and I did make sure to mention the, the time difference there, Ron, because I know you were concerned about that with Ryan Unzicker last week. Um which was funny because Ryan Unzicker was uh, the name, but I couldn't remember who the guy was that races their late models and was always in that, that ARCA race. And then it ended up being him that, that won. So. And he's and, in our And he's in the intro, promo. yeah. Yeah, when he was uh, racing at uh, Oakshade. I, I noticed that too the other day. I was like, oh, look, there's Ryan Unzicker. He's, every, he's everywhere. The guy's everywhere. Anyways, back to uh, uh, McKenna. She also was actually on America American Ninja Warrior on NBC. She didn't get very far, at least in the clip that I saw. Um, but uh, I definitely would not, uh, I'd, I'd not want to piss her off. <laughs> hey, uh, in, in the uh, comments section, Corey McCoy definitely corroborates my seventh place finish. I forgot to turn my comments on over here. I haven't seen any of them. Look at uh -oh. all these comments. Look at them. I know. It's crazy. Crazy. I think Scott Warner likes your shirt, Scott. I think he likes your shirt. <laughs> Pretty sure. Can't really see my shirt. It's I'm too low. But uh, anyway, um, she's also has a, a youth uh, driver development program. So I mean, she's got a lot going on here. Very awesome. So it seems it seems like the girls might have had a really tough night uh, last Saturday night um, at uh, Fremont. I, I don't yeah. remember which night it was. She raced both nights, but uh, she did come across a scale light, I guess. I saw oh. a, a, a tweet that she made with uh, with uh, 
Brian List guy, who I pointed out, she came up across the scales light, saying uh, she should or somebody needs to buy her a uh, a cheeseburger. Yeah, in the in the uh, four ten feature, uh, the other female driver that was there took a pretty healthy tumble. Was that Kelsey? No. Paige uh, Polyak. Paige Polyak. Yes. Gotcha. Well, it looks like uh, we got McKenna here. Let's uh, bring her in. Hi. Hi. Right. Hey, she figured out, she figured it out, Scott. Yeah. Well, she's younger. She's good with this tech stuff. I, I, I think. I hope. <laughs> uh, McKenna. McKenna. Hi. I, I keep messing up your name. I do apologize, McKenna. Hassie. Okay. Sassy Hassie. Uh, first off, uh, we were talking about the uh, accident on the way home from uh, the race shop after the Fremont uh, events. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, just trying to rest and obviously look fabulous. So. <laughs> and here we are bugging you. It's okay. <laughs> we won't keep you too long. It's uh, all good. Uh, talk us through the the events uh, this past weekend, your, your first trip uh, to Fremont Speedway. Uh, what did you think of the place? Uh, I enjoyed racing there. It's just you have to really put yourself in a p good position in qualifying. And the first night we did that, I would have been starting fifth in my heat. Um, I think there was like 40 cars there, and uh, we qualified. Yeah, so I would have started fifth, and they were taking four to the A. But I was light at the scales, so I had to start last, which at first I didn't mind because, you know, I enjoy passing cars. But then I quickly realized that there wasn't going to be a lot of passing that night. And so um that was kind of a bummer we kind of buried ourselves and second night same thing except uh we didn't put ourselves in as good a position because i pushed it a little hard in qualifying and got off the racetrack and so we had to start last again in our heat and again not a whole lot of passing but in the b we finally um you know made some changes to the car and i think the track was a little better and so we went forward past four or five cars and had some good battles and stuff so that was probably the most fun race um that i had there but the fans were great and the people were great and we had fun but obviously i would have liked to have been in the a both nights so what happened uh, on on the way home after uh, i guess this happened after you, you unloaded at the the race shop yeah so i was on the way home from the race shop and um it was 3 30 in the morning i think when i left and um was just driving down the interstate and saw some cop cars on the right side of the road so i moved over to the far left hand lane and slowed up a bit um when i was going around those guys they had been cleaning up a wreck scene prior and uh, all of a sudden just got absolutely blasted from behind some guy was going really fast and clearly didn't check up at all and um so i got hit and then spun a little over 180 and went into the guardrail which is where my car stopped and then his flew on i think 500 yards past mine or so so um yeah, it was crazy. My airbags didn't deploy because it was a rear end hit. And I was wearing a seatbelt, but my uh, forehead, eyebrow, nose, jaw, and chin all hit the wheel really hard. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was absolutely insane. I got a concussion and um, spent the night in the hospital. And now I'm <laughs> recovering yet again after a crash in July and a crash in January. So, in a race car, though. But <laughs> Which was worse? The race car crash or being on the highway? Well, so the the crash in January, I had a pretty good concussion. That was in Australia. Okay. Um, Where at in Australia? Was, uh, a guy, um, I was at the, 
I was at Warren Bowl and a guy ricocheted okay. like off the front stretch wall and went like directly in front of my car. And um, I obviously had nowhere to go. It was right on the start of the race coming down the front stretch. And so, yeah, I hit him and flipped about six times, ended up in the hospital there and had a, a decent concussion. That concussion was worse than this one. And then in July, a car broke in front of me and I tried to go around him to avoid it. But uh, the track was like wicked fast that night because we were under rain delay. So hit him and did a wheelie clear across um, the turn and then set back down right before I went head on into the wall um, at full speed. And then I burst into a ball of flames. And so, uh, yeah, that snapped my neck real good. Like I couldn't even um, brush like the tips of my hair or move that far or anything like that. So that was a huge recovery process there, uh, which thankfully, you know, my scans came back clear both times, but uh, didn't mean there wasn't a lot of little tears in there. So finally got over that. And I had been back to racing um, for a few weeks and back full-time training for Ninja and that kind of stuff. I had one week of training under my belt before this crash. And so, um, so yeah, the, uh, I would say the biggest difference with this one is just not having a helmet. I'm not used to having like all the facial like injuries and that kind of stuff. But in terms of the whiplash and concussion, been there, done that, but can't say that I wanted to do it again. So are you done uh, racing for the year then? Yeah, for sure. Yep, unfortunately. McKenna, you mentioned Australia. We've got some good friends from Australia. Uh, I've been racing over there four times. Um, one tour on the east coast and three on the west coast but uh boy some some marvelous people and uh i'm i'm very much uh interested in going back again yeah it's uh it was really cool i mean i'm grateful i got to go now with the quarantine and all that kind of stuff Um, oh they've got the country all messed up you can't go from (laughs) state to state yeah uh, which of course when i was there i was there when um the fires were happening and right. so uh, that was kind of crazy, which I actually got really sick from the fires. Um, didn't know that was possible, but um, so yeah, but I was there for about a month and a half, which is really cool, really fun. Also very challenging though, traveling halfway around the world by yourself and getting in a 410 sprint car when you've never actually driven a 410 sprint car and uh, <laughs> going out to compete with zero hot laps or practice going straight into qualifying. But So this was your first year in the 410s? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. and what obviously with COVID, we didn't quite get a full year in, you know, but. Well, that and all your accidents, uh, you, you've pretty much been having a pretty standard 2020. <laughs> I have, you know, but I don't, um, I don't know. I try not to view it that way. I mean, honestly, I feel like every year since I started racing has been, has brought its own kind of challenges, you know, so, uh, and with challenges come opportunities. And so for the most part, my spirits are up. I can't say that I'm like, Oh, I wish this year was over. 2020 sucks or anything like that. Just because, you know, there's been some bright moments too, I guess. And uh, I guess the good thing about it is, you know, this after this crash, I've gotten to hear from a lot of people I haven't talked to in a while. And just a lot of phone calls and messages from people. And um, I appreciate that, you know, because it could definitely be a lot more lonely trying to recover without those people in your life. Now, you got into racing uh, from what I, I read because of a chance meeting with Casey Kane at a mall. What, uh, tell us about that. Yeah, he was there for an autograph session and I was there having dinner and he thought I came to get his autograph and, and I was And you didn't? Late. Well, you were oh, in third no. grade, so. No, I had no, I had no clue who he was. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he was just, he came up and started talking to me and asked if I wanted a picture with him. And 
uh, I mean, I knew he was famous. I just didn't know who he was. And so um, it was kind of awkward, actually. But I started following him after that and just fell in love with the sport of NASCAR. And I went to watch Casey race when he came to Iowa and um, fell in love with sprint car racing after that. And Knoxville, uh, that's your home track then? Yes. Pretty much. And, and you're, you're the first uh, female to win a, uh, a sprint feature there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had five there, I think. I've told how big how big was that first one? Uh, I mean, it, it was big. I guess I just didn't realize how big kind of at the time. Um, but it was really cool. Like, it was insane. Uh, like, I just remember, yeah, I don't know. It was just crazy and um, really cool. But also, like, a relief, too, because I just felt like I'd been wanting it so bad for so long. And to finally get it was, um, was really awesome and was able to do it again in the 360 and obviously now my goal is to do it in 410. So I, th- I thought Ron was going to ask something, so I totally lost my train of I'm, thought there. Nope. <laughs> You're killing me. So where'd the nickname uh, Sassy come from? Uh, it rhymes with my last name. So, <laughs> yeah. That I works. don't know if I really live up to it, but I mean. It's, it it seems like you got a pretty level head on your shoulders. Yeah. I, I mean, you're you're into martial arts, and, and you, you did, did this uh, American Ninja Warrior thing. Um, is, is that something you're planning on doing again? Yeah, I was actually just getting ready to film my audition video <laughs> before this happened, so I hope I can still do it. We're just probably going to have a pretty tight time frame um, to submit it in time, but um, that's the goal, so we'll see. So you, so where was the regional competition for the American Ninja Warrior? I was on season 11 in Tacoma, Washington. Um, and yeah, you only get, you have to apply through like a video audition. Um, and there's like 80,000 applicants and they take 600. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did see your uh, submission video for that when I was doing some research and that was a very well-produced piece that, that got you on there. So uh, unfortunately, and I also saw the little clip of, of you actually on there. You didn't get super far, I don't think. What happened there? A little over halfway through the um, Was it over halfway? Ago. Okay. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not giving you yeah. as much credit as you deserve. I oh, apologize. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I just rushed the dismount. Um, I made it through the obstacle. I just rushed the the dismount, and I was just going really fast. And um, Which, which was obstacle actually, was it? Uh, it was the spinning barrels. It was a brand new obstacle um, that had never been seen before on the show. So a uh, simple dismount, but just, yeah, I was, I just should have, I don't know, swung one more time, but that's the name of the game. So, um, you know, there's 125 ninjas per episode, but they only show like a small portion of those on TV. And so, uh, for about six hours, I sat there and listened to a bunch of other people splash in the water. So, um, about 35 people go down on obstacle one and like 72 went down on obstacle two, I think when I was on the show. So, um, and those are all trained ninjas that could on any given day complete that whole course. So it's just, it's challenging, but it's a lot of fun and definitely a cool show to be a part of. No, on top and it pushes your limits. <laughs> uh, What's that? It, I say it pushes your limits too. Oh, yes, so. for sure, absolutely. So you have all all kinds of things going on here. You have you you have a major. I forget what it was in. You called yourself kind of nerdy or something. <laughs> yeah, I was a finance major uh, with um, concentration in investment analysis. And, and on top of that, you have uh, your own youth uh, driver development program, Compass Racing Development. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Compass is a youth driver development program um, for youth race car drivers. We're 
we give kids the chance to race that may or may not receive the chance otherwise and uh, just provide sponsorship, mentorship, support. Um, we have a safety year program, just trying to give back to youth racing, basically. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the time. I just have one last Thank question you. for you because I know yeah. you need to rest here. No um, worries. What, uh, what, I mean, what, what's your career aspirations? I mean, as far as racing goes, uh, you want to keep running the 410? Would you like to get the NASCAR, IndyCar, something? I mean, where, where do you see yourself going? Yeah, I mean, I love racing anything, um, and I've been blessed to, to get to drive different kinds of cars, and I've loved every one of them. Um, I would love to get some NASCAR experience someday, but I'd also love to race 410s professionally and just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. I, I feel like I have a ton to learn. I feel like I'm just getting started, honestly. And um, Yeah, I just I think every time I've been racing, you know, this year, I just um, all I can think of is this is just what I want to do for the rest of my life, and so... Um, hopefully we can just keep learning and growing as not only a driver but a team and um you know get to the point where we're one of the top competitors someday what, what's your opinion of uh, other younger females in uh in in racing like Haley deegan um nice motorsports i can't think of her name right now natalie decker oh yeah uh, drivers drivers <laughs> um, like that i mean do you consider yourself you know right there on that same level Oh, I mean, they're kind of in like a totally different, you know, area, obviously, um, in NASCAR. I mean, I think if you throw any young female male or grown male or female in a 410 sprint car, uh, it's, you know, probably one of the most challenging forms of racing out there. And I think the risk factor, honestly, is what makes it some of the most challenging. You know, it's extremely difficult, but it's also incredibly dangerous and um and, and quite frankly, uh, just a, a difficult lifestyle beyond just the racing. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, I admire any female that's getting out there and chasing their dream in racing. And, um, you know, uh, you know, I think any, any form of racing is challenging and just trying to earn your spot is, is never easy. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of respect for anybody in our sport at whatever level they're at. So we're going to see you uh, in this area again. I, I saw you raced at Attica as uh, well. Are you going to be back in, in the northern Ohio area next year maybe? Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably be in Ohio quite a bit. Okay. Uh, we just got a comment. Uh, Ron says, throw her in uh, your late model. Have you driven a dirt late model before? I've not. I've driven an asphalt late model. We'll have to fix that. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we raced when I was in Australia. So oh, nice. Got to, what tracks did you run on the on? You were on the East Coast, right? Yeah, I was at uh, Parramatta most of the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ron in yep. Australia. I got to get there been, sometime. Been there. Been yeah, there. you do. I know you like to talk about it and and brag. Yeah, I've been there. I raced there. Yeah. Well, well, uh, good luck on the recovery. Uh, you know, sorry Thank to hear you. that you were in that accident. Hopefully, uh, you'll up and you get back on American Ninja Warrior. And we see you uh, back in the sprint car soon. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. McKenna, Thanks a lot. McKenna Hassey, look for her in a 410 coming, uh, coming near you. Take care. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Uh, don't forget, coming up uh, a little bit later, we have uh, your weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman from uh, WTOL. And uh, we'll be talking with, uh, uh, I'm going to mess up his name. It's like Javen Mendo- Mendoza. 
not sure how to pronounce it. And I do apologize to uh, Steve Scholes for uh, not asking if McKenna was single. Um, <laughs> I think we had when we had Natalie Decker on uh, a few uh, a couple of years ago. I think I was trying to set her up with uh, who was it? Somebody up at uh, Flat Rock because we had a, we were interviewing him in that same show. Was it, was it Ethan? No, I don't remember. Anyways, I felt creepy asking her if she was single, so I'm like, no, I'm just not going to do that anymore. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, take care of a few uh, news stories here. We have the uh, how many coming up a little bit later. We'll let you know who won the Big D's Pizza last week and your chance to win a Big D's Pizza this week. Uh, and, again, we'll be talking to uh, Mr. Mendoza, who uh, has uh, she's in our green room now, about the – uh, quarter midget track at the Lucas County Rec Center. New dirt track uh, there, not the uh, the paved one that's been there forever, but uh, brand new dirt track. Uh, get all the details on that. I don't really have too many, so hopefully he's got all those. Um, and again, Scott, it's really cool that uh, the the rec center is uh, having two types of tracks. You know, the, like, like you said, the uh, the pavement track has been there, gosh, since I was a kid. But uh, it was just a couple of years ago that they were talking about bulldozing that whole complex. And uh, now they've got two tracks. It's, that's exciting. And, and, and we're going to see kids involved in racing because of what's going on there. They should just make that whole place a whole, just get rid of the baseball fields and everything, make it a whole motorsports complex. There used to be a racetrack there. Did there Fort really? Miami. Yes, sir. Oh, that's uh, right. I do remember. Fort- Fort, Fort Miami. I don't remember it being there, but I remember I yeah. actually did some research on that. And yeah, I do absolutely. That. And just like uh, Raceway Park used to be a half mile dirt track, and then the quarter mile as well. There's a lot of right, old right. Pictures well, I've, there. I've told the story about my dad dropping me off in the, at the grandstands there when I was young, and uh, yeah, I, I think I when we had Raceway, Scott Schultz Raceway on Park. for that. Uh, and I forget how many year anniversary show we did last year. I think yeah, talked a lot about the history there. Uh, but anyways, Shane Stewart's going to uh, jump in the Jason Johnson number forty one sprint car for David Gravel uh, this weekend to keep the team uh, championship hopes alive because Gravel is going to be running the uh, NASCAR Truck Series uh, this weekend, and he's also going to make his USAC Silver Crown Series debut at the Illinois State Fairgrounds for the 57th running of the Bettenhausen 100. Uh, I believe Kyle Larson is going to be in there as well, competing in that event. Um, we already talked about McKenna, so I don't really need to go over her and her accident again, but uh, we'll wish her a, a speedy recovery. Uh, Clint Boyer announced last week during the show, as a matter of fact, and we need to talk to him about that to not make a major announcement while we're actually doing the show. Yeah, that, that can't happen anymore. Can't get the details, yeah. So, But uh, he announced last week during the show he was going to be retiring after this season to work in the Fox broadcast booth. Uh, after the Roval race at Charlotte, Boyer was taken to the medical center after uh, appearing exhausted and climbing from his car and sitting down beside it. Uh, his power steering went out after some contact during uh, one of the restarts with 36 laps remaining and uh, I believe knocked the power steering out and on a road course with imagine. all those yeah the, talk about an iron man that was amazing yeah so and he actually he was one of the guys that uh, were eliminated from the uh, the playoffs uh, and he was he was the one that basically had to win to keep his hopes alive and he was up there i think he was leading for a while too before all that he was 
Uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series has announced its 2021 race schedule with 62 events at 32 different venues. The schedule includes uh, Atomic Speedway in Chillicothe on uh, March 19th, Portsmouth uh, Raceway Park on July 2nd, September 4th, October 15th, and 16th. So several days at Portsmouth uh, Raceway. Uh, Muskegon County Speedway in Zanesville on July 3rd and Raceway 7 in County Ad, Ohio on October 7th. So a few uh, chances in the Ohio area to uh, check out the Lucas Oil Late Models. World of Outlaw Morton Buildings Late Model Series also announced its 2021 schedule on Wednesday, and it consists of 55 races at 33 tracks, so less races but more tracks. Across 16 different states, the uh, schedule includes Brush Creek Motorsports Complex in Peebles, Ohio, on April 23rd, Plymouth Speedway in Plymouth, Indiana, on July or excuse me, June 5th, and uh, Sharon Speedway in Hartford, Ohio, on August 21st. And that's all the news that I got for for this week. So let's uh, let's bring in uh, Mr. Mendoza. How's, How's it going? Good. Good. Thanks for having me, Ron, Scott, and Jerry. How do you pronounce your first name? Because I'm, I'm trying to stay away from it because I was going to butcher it. Yeah, I heard it. Uh, it was J- It's Javin. Javin. I guess just like it, it looks. Okay. Just like it looks, yep. All right, Javin, Javin Mendoza, uh, how are you affiliated with uh, the, what is it, the Northwest Ohio Quarter Midget Club and uh, this McNulty Speedway? Tell us tell us everything that you know about this. We want to know. Okay. So, so basically, obviously, uh, that track's been around for a long time. My son, Ellis Mendoza, is a racer. We started out a couple of years ago, started out at Red Rookie, a race in Honda Motors, and now we're in the junior classes uh, competing in regional, and we're actually going to Texas here on a Tuesday. They're competing in a national race uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, next week. Um, so I'm a tech director over at Northwest Ohio um, Quarter Midget Racing Association, and uh, Larry McNulty, he... Uh, had this great idea to build this dirt track because everybody wants to race dirt. I mean, it's the most popular form of racing right now in, in America, I would say. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. You don't so, have to uh, sell us. We're already there. <laughs> yeah, you're there. You're there. So, uh, so, we, uh, so he went out there after every uh, regional event we'd go to. Somehow he found his time, that found the time in his busy schedule, the, you know, and the clay. Um, Brad, it's a big group effort from the whole club, but Larry had a whole lot to do with it. And uh, it's uh, 25 feet wide. It's about a tenth of a, a mile, or you know, 520 feet or so. And it's got a little, you know, we're working on it, so it's got a little, a uh, little bank to it. Um, but it's, uh, it's rocking. It's fast and it's fun, and the kids love it. We've been having a good, good time the last couple weekends, and uh, this weekend we're gonna, you know, put on a big, sh- hopefully a, a nice show as well, just to kind of keep it, uh, keep it alive and keep it going. All right. Before we get to the details about this weekend show, let's talk a little bit more about, about the track. Uh, Still a work in progress, then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hold on, Ron. I think you did something. There, we were muting Ron for a minute because something just went crazy over there. Um, all right, all right, you're good now, Ron. Uh, you're sure? I, I, I you're kind of loud, but yeah, something went a little crazy over there. I've got a little thumb wheel for the mic. All right, you're good. Don't touch anything. All right. You're sure. Back about the tray. It's a work in progress then. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Um, like I said, we just got it. Uh, the, our first race on it was last year about this time. Has it been we, there that long then? Okay. Yeah. And, and then we just really just started racing on it, I mean, a month ago. Okay. So, uh, you know, there's, there's slight rocks on there, some pebbles and things like that. But we're constantly working on it. 
uh, grading it, um, watering it down during the events. It's a pretty nice track. I mean, it's not, it'll be up there by next year. We hope to have a really, really nice track that we're able to hopefully possibly compete at maybe a national level if we get the opportunity to do so. So uh, we're trying to build it up as much as we possibly can to bring these kids out and have a good time. Javin, the track then is about the same length as the paved track and similar in banking? Well, well, I would say that it's uh, it's almost double the length of the big track. Oh, all our, right. Our track of our of our on our asphalt track. Right. And the banking is not not near not as much. Um, there is some banking, but if I would throw a degree out there, I'd probably be lying. But it's you'd have to come out and to take a look at it for yourself. Uh, turn one and two is different than three and four. So depending on your camber caster setups on the car, I mean. You know, it might be great in one corner, but maybe not so good in the other corner because it's a little bit flatter. So it's a, it's a nice to have a little bit of a, a switch up for some of these drivers that are really tuning in their cars for these tracks. Because um, we do a lot of asphalt oval racing, so you know there's not a there's not a lot of wiggle room there for having a car not set up fast. Unlike sprint cars, they use the same cars on on both tracks, correct? The pavement track and the dirt track. Right, and and, and most of these guys are taking some of their asphalt cars and putting it on this dirt track. Um, but, you know, we're taking that right rear tire, we're tucking it in and, uh, you know, it's, I mean, you know, dropping the pan hards down tightening the car up and, you know, shipping our little guys out there to, you know, hopefully turn some smiles and get a podium or uh, at least uh, just a good weekend of racing. Now, do they run out? Do, do they, do the cars drive like a, like a regular dirt track car? Are the kids getting sideways a little bit or yeah, and, and do they, they stay uh, straight? And it, well, it all depends on the kid, but yeah, there's definitely some kids out there. They got a lot of, they got a lot of uh, confidence in their driving skills and are able to, uh, you know, whip it around that track um, and, and drive it. I mean, Casey Jetterzak is a, uh, you know, one of the really phenomenal drivers in our, uh, in our, in our group um, at our club and he, along with everybody, but he's just really good at handling that car and he's able to slide it around that track and uh, really just uh, makes it worthwhile and getting those cars dirty and all the hours spent cleaning them, <laughs> cleaning them up to watch these guys you know, slide them around on these tracks. I got, I got um, two questions for you here. Now, with the, the bigger track, is, are the speeds uh, about the same then as the pay, the smaller uh, pavement track, or are they going a little faster? And then the other question, uh, one of our listeners wants to know, uh, do they run slicks on the dirt track? Yeah, well, right now, well, I'll start off with the first question. Um, Speed-wise, I would say that the asphalt track is, I would say they're probably equal in speed because if you get on that straightaway on that dirt track, it's a longer straightaway. Depending on how you have that car geared, it's going to get up and wind up on the on the speed. Um, but you're also slipping a little bit because you're on the dirt. So I mean, you know, it's give and take. I, I would I would say they're really close um, as far as uh, speed, maybe. But as far as handling goes, completely different. Um, and then what was that other question again? One more time. Slicks? Uh, uh, do they run slicks on the dirt track? What kind of tires? Yeah, so we're, we're running A35s on the right side. Um, A35 Hoosier tires, which is a slick. Um, it's not grooved. It's not a dirt tire. It's an asphalt tire. Um, so, you know, we're cleaning them. If they get muddy a little tiny bit, you know, we'll clean them up with some soap and water and then maybe grind them down a little bit and, uh, get the kids back out there. And we've been having some pretty good success, uh, with that without, you know, running the groove tires. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I think it gives the kids a little bit better chance to learn how to handle the cars and, uh, you know, counter steer and, and, you know, drift it around those corners, depending on, you know, how they're cutting in. Now, what Whether, are, what, what are the ages? Uh, you, you say it's kids. Uh, what are, what are the ages? Are there any requirements, uh, you know, as far yeah. as ages? Yeah. So right now um, you're, you're starting out red rookie at about five years old. Um, and these kids are racing up to 14, 15, 
15 and a half years old. Usually we cut off, or usually they're cut off at about, they, they stop racing at about 15 and maybe go to, you know, whatever. I mean, it's 305s, 410s, whatever route they want to go. Um, and some of these other kids uh, are already doing junior sprint racing. Um, so they're not necessarily, uh, this isn't new to them, some of the dirt. Uh, but at, around here, I would say a lot of the quarter midget guys uh, in this area are all running on asphalt typically. So for uh, them to be running on dirt or, you know, in this region is uh, is kind of new to, to some of those guys. Um, no, I know that uh, Tino Perez and uh, Miranda Marsh have graduated from the quarter midgets and uh, they'll be racing stock cars next summer. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what Bill tells me that he got uh, a yeah. Randy, uh, Randy, a late model. So that's all. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. So, so yeah, I mean, we, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talented drivers out there. I mean, there really is a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys know some of them, but um, Randy Marsh and, and, and them are very, very phenomenal drivers. And I look forward to watching them uh, compete on uh, you know, on the, uh, at the next level. And, you know, it's great to see them go. I've only been into, a, into it a few years, but it's uh it really i our, my whole family took a liking to it including my wife um and uh now we're here we are now we, we're getting a, a lot of great questions here and again i i i'm like uh i have add it's like squirrel well, i lost my train <laughs> of thought again oh what look I, what, a blinking yeah, light what i was gonna ask uh before we get to some of those questions was uh is it just quarter midgets uh that's uh running on this track is there any i mean go-kart racing seems to be getting pretty huge any chances of running a go-kart races on on this track i would not throw i would i would say that is not out of the question um i know that last year we did run a a, a just like a, a flat go-kart tracks on there uh, they did it during uh close to the fair time I, I wasn't out there for that event um i actually took my brother-in-law's go-kart out there with the predator motor uh sunday and uh, charlie Pawkin was out there and i was uh, ripping uh ripping up that uh ripping it up with that go-kart it was a whole lot of fun um but you just got to be careful uh obviously uh you know i'm an adult you know things like that so you got to be just uh you know if, if we just got to be careful as far as uh making sure everybody's safe you know um as far as kids going out there with the go-karts and so on and just making sure they're all legal everybody's uh got the proper safety harnesses and arm restraints and so on and so that's i guess that'll probably be a hurdle that we're gonna have to come across as this get becomes more popular so this weekend you have a, a big event coming up um, is there a website uh, where people can get more information on this? Uh, and go ahead and tell us uh, what's going on this weekend and if people want to come out and watch or if, how they, people can get involved. Okay, so uh, this weekend we do uh, we are having a, 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 we're going for a purse. About $1,600 is up for grabs for uh, first, second, and third. We're going to run our uh, World Formula class, which is a Briggs class, a Briggs and Stratton class, real fast cars fun um car sign-ins i want to say are 30 dollars per car uh we're also going to run a junior honda class uh which is the honda motors obviously a senior honda class uh we're going to run senior animal um and that's all going to take place uh sign-ins are at 9 30 at the rec center um this, this saturday and uh you know we're gonna have a lot a whole lot of fun um the best place to go on to research this is going to be to go on facebook and go to northwest ohio quarter midget uh i'm sorry northwest ohio uh quarter midget racing association nwoqmra um and hop on there there's a big flyer that uh um, we have made up for the cash donations uh that are uh, getting donated for the for these classes um some of our big donators are uh, baker racing engines abe's auto parts 
and uh, Larry McNulty is actually uh, also putting money up for this uh, event. Javen, one of our listeners asked if this was the first dirt track in the Midwest. Now, I know that uh, wasn't there a, a dirt race that they ran down towards Columbus a week or so ago? Uh, some of the guys were hoping to tune up for your race. I got you. I, uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm still, I'm actually new to the dirt whole dirt racing scene myself. I, I'm <laughs> sure that you're right. Um, I, uh, I don't know that. Uh, but th this is definitely the first one that I know of around here that these kids are going to be able to go out and uh, and have some good competition around here in uh, Toledo. Eldora does have a though at the Little E has right. their quarter midget track right. there that they run a couple times. Right. Year. Got it. Uh, another one of our listeners asked uh, what uh, what kind of price is involved in getting into uh, quarter midget racing. Uh, I mean, it's not too bad depending on the track that you you sign up to. We have a club car that you can join in can't remember the exact cost, but I want to say it's like 300 bucks and you have to run a certain amount of events with us. Um, and so if you wanted to get into it, we have try and rides where you can come out and you can actually try these cars. And uh, we have safety switches on, we have kill switches that we can remote control kill the car. So we can test those kids around the track and get them, um, you know, keep them safe and also give them that awesome experience uh, on trying these cars out. So uh, back to the whole, if you're going to purchase a vehicle, I would say, you I mean, you can get a, a chassis that's a, a real, an older chassis that's still very fast for about a thousand bucks if you start looking around for them. But as you jump up into the arm restraints, the gloves, the suit, the helmet, you're going to chalk another 500 bucks into it. So I would say you know, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, realistically, you're probably going to have $2,000 wrapped up into a, a beginning, a beginner car um, to get out there on the, on the racetrack. But but smiles per dollar, it's the best two thousand dollars you'll ever spend to see your kid go as long as they enjoy it to see your kid go out there and um, make half a second decisions going around this track at five, six, seven, fifteen years old is, is simply amazing. If you've ever been in the car and you and you uh, you think it's uh, easy, I encourage you to come out and uh, and watch these kids race because it's it's not. I mean, just to get in there, just the arm upper arm strength and the coordination on these kids is is absolutely amazing and what they can do at, at such a young age. Ron Miller Benicio. race cars can help out with that safety equipment, right, Ron? Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> Tires too. Oh, okay. And the neat the neat thing about the quarter midgets is you don't have to have a big toter home and a stacker to go racing. You can put the quarter midget right in the back of your pickup truck, and it can actually rattle around a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean we got a uh, one of our uh, rookie guys, Philip Clement. He's a uh, he's big into the whole racing gig. He uh, he travels with his. Uh, his cup quarter midget in the back of his truck or was there for quite some time and still making all the regional events and his kid was still getting up on the podium and, and it doesn't matter if you're small potatoes or if you got if you got an awesome trailer if your kid can go out there and drive and you can set up the car you yeah i think you have just as much of a chance of uh, getting a getting a podium finish as the next guy as long as your heart's into it and you take a you take the time to set that car up right is obviously the big thing car setup is huge so is this weekend then the last uh, event uh for Th this the year this will be uh, this will be our last major event for the year. The the following weekend, we're gonna do our spooktacular race, which is just gonna be a fun club race uh, uh, that people could come out to and uh, and watch us. And then we're just gonna have a potluck and hang out as club members. Um, we, you know, we're all real close and we're a tight family, and we hang out and we play hard. And uh, we're just gonna wrap it up with uh, giving some kids some Halloween treats and uh, and hopefully put the track away, getting the walls put away, draining the walls, and you know, getting it ready. Uh, you know, easy to open up next year, April time, somewhere right around there. Speaking and then, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of next year, uh, somebody wants to know, um, 
how, is this going to be like a weekly uh, deal at at the dirt track, or is there how many events uh, will there be? You know, for, for a season, I guess. Well, uh, these are all things that we still need to talk about as a club. I, I think as this, this momentum is this uh, ever since we released the fact that we're going to be doing this dirt track, it has really gained some serious uh, popularity. So I think that it's going to all depend on you as uh, as viewers. If you guys want to come out and race on this dirt track, let us know. Let us know how much you really want to do it, and we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll definitely do it. We're not. We're, we don't want to take away from our asphalt program uh, as well. But we also understand that some people just want to run dirt and some people want to run asphalt. Some people don't want to run both. So uh, let us know. Um, send us emails. My wife is uh, the secretary for the club, Claire Mendoza. She can uh, respond back to you uh, and let you know uh, you know what our exact plans are. But we'll keep you updated as, as much as, uh, as possible to hopefully keep people coming out to this event. And, and then we also do want people to come out and, and watch us. Just make sure that you practice social distancing and we do wear masks in the, in the hot shoe, whatever we're close to people. I mean, granted we're, we're families and, th- and things like that. Um, we're basically a, a big, huge race family, but you gotta keep it a legit for just the regulations. I mean, we don't want to have any of this racing stop. We want to keep it going. And, uh, our, I know that our Columbus winter nationals, uh, got, is going to get postponed a little bit, uh, no, November and December of this year. And that's sad for us because we really look forward to that track time indoors because, you know, seat time, seat time, seat time, if you want that kid to be a, a good driver. So that was something I wanted to talk about, because unlike the, the big cars, the stock cars and the sprint cars in this area that, that get put to bed for the winter, you have quite a few winter races indoors. Yeah, yeah, we race all year round. I mean, there's some people that don't even, you know, winterize their motorhomes. They just keep them plugged in and, you know, turn and burn one weekend to the next. And uh, and that's that goes for quarter midget racing, no doubt. Um, we'll be at in the wintertime. We go to Columbus at the Hog Barn or race over there, and we get there at about seven o'clock in the morning, and we leave about one o'clock in at night. And and that's what that's racing, you know, you know, getting proper ventilation, staying healthy, drinking water. But that's some awesome racing, and it's the best racing. I mean, there's this everybody comes uh, from all over the nation to to race there, and it's some of the you can definitely tell a kid that races indoor compared to a kid that hasn't raced indoor and just goes straight to outdoor. That indoor will keep you. Uh, in tune with that racetrack and in tune with that car. Cool. So any, uh, what, about what time will the racing, uh, start this week? Um, I, would say, I would say racing will start right around 11 o'clock is when, uh, you'll, the heats will start. If people want and to then, come out and watch. Yeah. If you want to come out and watch, if you want to get there a little bit earlier and come out and talk to, um, you know, me, Javin, Larry McNulty, uh, Brad Hendricks was the president of uh, Northwest Ohio quarter midget racing. Um, there's plenty of good people. Uh, Tim Jetterzak's out there. I mean, these are all people that are just that help me out tremendously in the sport. And and uh, Justin Weiss is our rookie director, and he's awesome. I mean, there's so many people that you can talk to out there. Um, if somebody's busy, you can just walk over to somebody else, talk to them, and we're all we're all definitely going to give you our attention because we want you to come out and race. And, and there's some big names in racing that are there with their kids. Oh, and, and the, the McCune family. Yep, McCunes are there all the time. The Marsh, you know? the Marsh family, yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. We have, uh, there's plenty of kids that come out and, and race. I mean, there, there's a couple, I mean, there's plenty of really good drivers. I mean, it's off the top of my head, you know, Landon Hathaway is an awesome driver. Uh, um, Weigels are awesome drivers. Uh, I mean, there's just so many, uh, so many good drivers out there that I couldn't even tell you that we have a bad one because even our, uh, even the ones that finish in the back of the pack are still just up there. You know, they're still getting it. I mean, they're still pushing at it. And, uh, it's, it's a great thing. It's awesome. 
Again, this is at the uh, Lucas County Rec Center this weekend, Key Street in Maumee. Yep. This is more on the uh, the dirt tracks, more on the south uh, end of the uh, the grounds, right? The, you got it. Yeah, it's going to be closer to where the horse stables are um, on the uh, south end of the of the baseball field area. Um, you'll see all the trailers back there, and you'll see some of the dust getting in the air. Is follow, there, the, follow the noises. You'll hear. You'll you'll see. You'll see us. Now, is there any charge for people just to come out and watch? No, nope, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Figured somebody might want to know that. We appreciate uh, the information. I mean, I, f I feel like we got a lot more. I'm more excited about this. I might have to come out and uh, check that out this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We uh, thank you guys for having me on, and uh, we appreciate it. I mean, we appreciate all the, you know, all the support that we can get, and uh, that's awesome that you guys allowed us to come on the show and let me ramble on and talk to you. <laughs> what yeah, was I'm a little nervous. <laughs> what was? Where can uh, people get more information once again if uh, they want to, uh, you know, come out or, or interested in actually uh, competing? Best thing to do is hop on Facebook and go to Northwest Ohio uh, Quarter Midget Racing Association, NWOQMRA. Um, hop on there and uh, message us, email us, whatever you want to do, and we'll make sure to hit you back or just, uh, you know, message me, Jab and Mendoza, friend me, and then I'll send you some messages as well. But yeah, you got the, you got it up right there. Perfect. Yeah. I was hoping I had the right one. <laughs> yeah, I was probably murdering it. Northwest Ohio Quarter Midget Racing. There it is. There you go. Just search for that. You guys, on. Got, me a little, you guys got me a little nervous. I haven't did, did a lot of interviews. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Uh, you know, we've never killed a guest yet, so. Uh, yeah. So perfect. I'm glad I wasn't your first. <laughs> our, our record's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you, if you were a racer, you'd probably go on and win uh, your next event. We forgot to tell McKenna that. If yeah. She's going to win next time she raced. We had her. Hopefully my boy does. So. <laughs> All right, Javin. Uh, again, we appreciate the uh, the information and everything, and uh, good luck with uh, with the, the dirt track out there. I mean, I, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, it's cool that the the paved track is there, but uh, I don't know. I got I got dirt in my blood, I guess. Come out, definitely right. come out. I'd like to meet you guys in person. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, thanks Javin. All right, thanks, guys. All right, once again, Javin Mendoza. I got it that time. Uh, talking about the brand new, well. Sort of new dirt track. I, I didn't realize that it was, uh, it's been there for a year, but they only started really racing on it about a month ago. So, and thanks to uh, Philip Clement there, uh, who was kind of bringing that to my attention and, and arranged to uh, get someone on here. So, Very cool. Yeah. Um, so with uh, that, how about we play how many real quick? Uh, give away a Big D's pizza. Anybody, anybody have any problems with that? No, oh, no, no. I, I, could, I could handle a Big D's pizza right now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about last week's uh, how many. It was how many 410s were going to be at Fremont on Saturday for the 10,000 win fast and all-star show. And uh, that number was 41. So Ron was our uh, in-studio winner. Woohoo, baby. He guessed, Here uh, for Ron. He guessed 44. Our uh, online winner was uh, Scott Warner, your Mill Street really? Speedway. Yeah, look at that. He nailed it? Uh, he had 42. He was one, okay. one high, So, but he was closest there. This week's How Many, you're for your chance to win a Big D's Pizza, if you want to get involved, uh, go ahead and put your guests into the Facebook Live comments, the Facebook uh, Live video. Even if we're not live, you can still do it as long as it's before, uh, we'll say, Saturday at midnight because uh, we're going to be talking about the Modifieds at Sandusky Speedway on Sunday as uh, they hopefully will finish the uh, 
uh, Budweiser cavalcade that they started a few weeks ago and then got rained out on that Sunday. So how many modifieds? Going to be at uh, Sandusky Speedway on Sunday. And uh, I'm glad we're doing this before we're playing uh, the weekend weather pit stop. Uh, so, uh, Ron, you, you won. You get to go first. 21. And I actually did some research, so I, I'll admit that I'm probably cheating a little. But uh, what do you got, Jerry? 23. You guys are pretty close. You guys are right on the money there. I probably would have gone with. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with zero. Taking the zero. <laughs> Not the popular choice, but. Uh, so again, if you want to uh, get in for your chance to win a Big D's pizza, put your guess in the comments as they're coming in now. Christy has the same. She took my vote there. Uh, if you vote more than. Uh, if you vote more than. Twice. If you vote bo- vote more than once. That's what I meant. If you vote twice. Or more, you get the black flag. I was just excited about waving the flag. I didn't really know what the hell I was saying. You're not right, Scott. Yeah, I know. And uh, if uh, two people guess the same number, whoever guessed first uh, will get credit for that guess. So there you go. We'll find out how many uh, modifieds will be at Sandusky for that. I believe it's 2,000 to win. It's probably here in my notes, actually. Yeah, right there. 2,000 to win yeah. on uh, Sunday for that uh, the second day of the Budweiser Cavalcade. Um, well, let's just talk about it. Uh, it's Sunday. It is the uh, final event uh, for Sandusky Speedway. This is rescheduled from, was it two weeks ago, I believe? Two weeks ago, Sunday? Yeah. Uh, Modifieds, 2,000 to win. Midwest Compact Series, Street Stocks, uh, 1,000 to win. Renegades, Pure Strikes, Beginner Stocks. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if the Midwest Compact Series is still on that or not. They may have been removed. Uh, CRS Truck Series uh, there as well. Check out uh, SanduskySpeedway.com for more information. Sandu- or, I'm sorry, I think it, yeah, SanduskySpeedway.com. Uh, pits open at 10, main gate at noon, racing at 2 p.m. General mission, 20 bucks for that uh, big show. And if you want to know what the weather is going to be like, let's check out Ryan Weekman with your weekend weather pit stop. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert Meteorologist Ryan Weekman. We've got one race that we're watching. That would be Sunday over in Sandusky. There is going to be a cold front pushing into the area during Sunday. It's going to be a very breezy day, a very cool one as well with highs in the 50s. And there will be a chance, unfortunately, for some afternoon rain showers. For WTOL 11, I'm First Alert Meteorologist Ryan Weekman. And uh, that's probably your week- last weekend weather pit stop of the year. We may get one for the Monster race. Mesh. Or are we get- I don't know. That might be too far away. I'll I'll talk yeah. to Ryan see if he can predict weather in Indiana. Those by the way, uh, by the way, Mrs. Miller's back in studio. Oh, oh, and, I'm sorry. And 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 she said 22. 22. All right. I didn't mean to cut her out. I, I didn't know she was back from Florida. No, she is. She's hiding off camera, so I, I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, she. Yeah. She spent one of the longest nights of her life in the airport at Chicago because her arriving flight was uh, delayed, and uh, so she missed her connecting flight back to Detroit. Nah, she she was not a happy camper. Yeah, yeah. I like to be in control of my own transportation. She's still not in her, still not a happy camper. <laughs> Give it a week. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so uh, next week on the show, um, we'll work on, on something. I'm not sure what, what's next week, but two weeks, uh, basically starting two weeks from uh, tonight, we'll be 
got our show pretty much booked. We got the champions coming up in November. Our local track champions, Cap Henry, is already uh, going to be on. Uh, we're going to do the Attica one first, uh, the first Thursday in November. Cap's going to be on. Devin Shields is already confirmed, and not sure about Paul Weaver. I, he's got two tra- championships. Uh, I I know he doesn't like to do radio, but I've the invite's been sent out. I got to at least do that. Uh, well, you got to get a hold of Andrea. Yeah, I probably yeah. should. We've had Andrea on before, so maybe I'll get with her. Can Paul do phone? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I you're mean, asking maybe, me or you're asking him. Maybe maybe he doesn't want to be on radio, but, yeah, you know, maybe. some people can do phone. All right. Well, we'll, we'll try and work that out. And uh, we got all of our Oakshade uh, champions are, are signed on for the following week and uh, working on Nate Dussel. And I think Sean Valeni may have already uh, confirmed uh, champion there at uh, Fremont. So we're working on that. That'll take us up to uh, Thanksgiving. And then after Thanksgiving, we'll come back with the uh, Sandusky Speedway champions. I haven't worked that far out in the head because nobody's going to remember that far. But looking forward to two weeks from tonight, Dr. Jerry Punch and uh, Don Bounce Ryder are uh, going to be on. I probably have uh, a lot of stories there. If you have any questions uh, that you you want to have the uh, the doc answer or, or bounce, doc and bounce. This is a weird thing. But, uh, well, just make sure you're listening. You can put it in the comments or shoot us a message or something. I don't know. I didn't really think that far ahead. Uh, don't forget the Hammer Down Hotline. This uh, week we didn't have any calls. I haven't really been promoting it, but uh, if... leave your questions for Doctor Punch and there you go. That's it. The Hammer Down Hotline. There you go. Damn, Jerry. This is why three zero eight one. This is why I brought you on the show. <laughs> if you got a question for uh, yeah, either of those two uh, in a couple weeks from tonight, there you go. Call that number anytime, day or night. It goes straight to voicemail. Leave a message. Um, tell us how much you hate us. Uh, you know, whatever. Whatever you got. Questions for, for those guys. Uh, people you think should be on the show. People you think that probably shouldn't be on the show. I don't know. Whatever you want. Call us, next, call us during the week and let us know that you nominated us for uh, Best in Toledo. There you go. That was a good segue. I was getting right to that. Again, last chance. Uh, as soon as we get off here, um, you know, because you're probably watching on your phone or something or on your computer, just uh, click on that Hammer Down Racing Report that takes you to our Facebook page. And right at the top of that Facebook page is that uh, link that'll take you to um, the Toledo City paper. Uh, has that promotion for the Best of Toledo, where we would like to be nominated. Once again, we were nominated in 2018. Uh, we'd like to get back on there and be nominated at least uh, as one of the finalists for the uh, best podcast in Toledo. We know we are the best podcast. We just need, we just need people to reassure us. Well, it's not always the best that wins. It's, it's more of like a popularity contest. So even if we're not the well, best, that's fine. We can deal with it. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to think we're the best, but just nominate us anyways. Tell your friends to nominate us. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. I was trying to pull up the, uh, the website here so you could actually see that. Heavy D's football show came up. I'm not sure what that is, but <laughs> well, some strange things happening on my other screen over here. <laughs> next week uh, we'll be back live with uh, something cool. Like I said, next week is the only thing I don't have anything uh, planned yet. So if you guys got uh, an idea for a guest, uh, not a champion or anything, uh, feel free to let me know. Well, we've got Kokomo going on this weekend. I'm sure there'll be something there worth talking well, about. That's true. And somebody we can talk to. 
245 cars currently entered for the Kokomo Clash this weekend with all the classes. It was uh, by reservation only, and I think there were four late model spots was all that was left open That's in the, the entire That's the last I field. saw, too, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, Corey Gum looked like he was bombed out because he was uh, planning to take his four-cylinder yeah. down there. But it sounds like, uh, I guess uh, he got added to the waiting list. I guess even though they're already full, uh, they do have a waiting list, so you could call the track and, and get on that waiting list uh, for those other classes. But like Ron said, at least uh, a couple hours before we came on the air tonight, there were still those four positions for late miles. Why aren't, are you going to go down there, Ron? No, no. Uh, Steve and I would really like to go, but um, his daughter is getting married Saturday. and Wait. Probably would not be the prudent thing to do to go racing. <laughs> Stephanie's getting married? No, Allison. Okay. Stephanie's getting married in April. I'm sorry, in July. So, okay. During racing season? Oh. Right on a Friday. All right. Well, that's, <laughs> that's I suppose, okay. That's If you're going to get married during racing season, it's probably the best time to do it unless you're uh, but, Attica. But she's getting married. She's getting oh, married yeah. on Jul- she's getting married on July 23rd, which uh, which happens to be our anniversary. So I'm honored. Pretty cool. All right. Well, I'll 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 let this one go then. All right. <laughs> Not that you need my permission. Uh, make sure to support our sponsors once again: Ron Miller Race Cars, Mill Street Speedway, and of course Big D's Pizza. Big D's big in uh, uh, racing. Sponsor Cap Henry there uh, a lot uh, with Anton Hernandez. Uh, he's Dean Henry over there, he's uh, involved with a lot of racing, including the show. So we appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so make sure to go over and get that. What was it? The crustless pizza you were talking about? Yep. The crustless pizza bowl. Saw Dean had that posted this week. Uh, I look, like I said, very much looking forward to getting up there and checking that out. You have to tell me if it's uh, any good. Don't forget Dr. Jerry Punch. Two weeks. Ooh. He's looking kind of blue over there. Yeah. Problem with doing it through a TV. Looks really good on my computer screen. I'm sure it does. I think it's the the webcam. The webcam. Yeah. Like, we don't. You know. Whatever. So make sure to tune in next week. Listen to us on demand. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever uh, you listen to your podcasts. Uh, check us out there. Apparently there was an issue uh, listening to the uh, podcast on whatever platform where the they put commercials in the middle of the show. So the, it's best to listen How live. Dare they? best to listen live because then you don't get the uh, commercials randomly inserted but uh if you do i mean they got to pay the bill somehow for hosting 152 shows this would be 152 so that that's how they do that but it was skipping around i guess the commercial to play and then to go back to the beginning of the show or would go to an entirely different show and thanks to uh, perry for bringing that to my attention i talked to the tech support guys they said as of last friday they have that fixed so it shouldn't do that anymore. they better yeah so if anybody does have a problem, let me know, and I'll bust some ass. Take care of things. <laughs> yeah. Unless iHeart's listening, and then, sorry, guys, don't fire me. All right, we're out. <laughs> yeah. We'll okay. see you next week. Y'all have a good week. All right. Good night, everybody. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio.
Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.